working. I started off with a nice sniff. Ah, <laughs> uh, oxygen. Delicious. Mmm, smells so good. I had my window open mm-hmm. earlier, and I think someone was having a carnival, because it smelled... <laughs> It smelled like popcorn and like sugar. I'm like, stop I smelled it. that. Stop it! What are you doing? I smelled to me? that too. It was tantalizing mm. and awful. How are you? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got our table taken, which makes me happy. <laughs> we finally got rid of the table in that nasty dark pit of a closet. Mm-hmm. So I can put other things in the dark pit. <coughs> So, I'm going to talk about a few things today. Wait, no, I'm not. Welcome to Hysterical History Podcast. Hi. I'm Alexis. (laughs) I'm Haley. I'm just real excited to talk about all things. Apparently. Uh, And this is Hysterical History. Okay, we got to pretend to be friends. Uh, What are we talking about today, Haley? I'm really (laughs) excited about your topic. That's the opposite of friendship. (laughs) You sound like a newscaster. (laughs) And today we have a complete stranger who I've never met before. Who are you? Uh, Please talk to me. Hallie? Hannah? I forgot. (laughs) Apparently you know how to speak about something. Hoobity doobity. I got a couple things to talk about. Okay. Mm. Mm. My my document of notes is called hashtag shook. Okay. Hashtag wake me up inside. Hashtag the frog is in another castle. Hashtag Luigi Galvani. Okay. So that's who it is that we're talking about? Yeah. A Luigi. Luigi. That's going to get ready for... No, I am actually Luigi. (laughs) I'm actually a Luigi. (laughs) Luigi Galvani. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to talk about Luigi Galvani, his, um, like, decade-long rival friend, Alessandro Volta. Ooh. He sounds sexy. Uh, Yeah, pretty sexy. Oh, good. He'll show you. It would be really depressing if he wasn't sexy. (laughs) I mean, do you like white wigs? I mean, as much as the next person, yeah. Do you like people who were made an honorary count by Napoleon? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's just my my stuff right there. He might be your boy. Sounds like he's my boy. Uh, And I'm also going to, well, I have a lot to talk about. We'll see what I get have time to do. But I also want to talk about a Luigi's a-hole nephew, Giovanni. Oh, great. Giovanni sounds like an a-hole name. No offense to your name, Giovanni, but... This one's a bit weird. Uh, And then maybe also talk about literature and sci-fi. Great. And also a fun viral video of East Asian seafood dishes that make the internet uncomfortable. I don't like it. They also make Alexis uncomfortable. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So, Luigi Aloisio Gavani uh, was an Italian physicist, physician... And biologist and gentleman philosopher who lived from 1736 to 1798. Smack dab in the middle of mmm dab. <laughs> we both dab real hard. Smack dab in the middle of the long 18th century, right? When that enlightenment is happening. Mm-hmm. He's so full of light and enlightenment, kind of. His claim to fame, his uh, his claim to fame in the history of science is being credited with the discovery of bioelectricity hmm. through uh, his work in what um, is was coined as animal electricity. Oh no, animal electricity, Hannibal electricity, <laughs> Hannibal <laughs> electricity. 
Uh, so he has training in medicine, received a degree in medicine, philosophy, 1759. Cool. Uh, his early career was a mix of surgical practice and anatomical research, academic lectures, uh, which is kind of boring. The 1770s and 1780s are when he gets down to it and starts actually researching, gotcha. uh, like, electrocuting dead things. Ugh. And it's like, it's awesome. It's so cool. Uh, but then after that, everything is the worst. In 1790, his wife died, who he loved very, very much. And then a few years later, he refused to swear allegiance to Napoleon's regime in northern Italy. Big mistake. And then he died within, like, a year, penniless and depressed. Wow. Um, Encyclopedia.com puts it this way. Uh, he died in poverty and sorrow. Aww. Sorrow is your family now, Galvani. Sorrow is your family now. <laughs> Sorrow's your family now, Luigi. So sad. <laughs> well, let's talk about his research, because that's the fun. Okay. That's the fun bit. It's the fun bit. Uh, so early on, his research is all about, like, anatomy um, and, like... Of people? No, it's, like, okay. b- birds. A lot of bird stuff, like urinary tract in birds and sure. bird ears and bird organs. Okay. A lot of bird science. I love me some bird science. <laughs> Somehow I'm not convinced. I mean, I, I, I have no strong feelings about it. I don't think you really believe in bird science. <laughs> it's all a sham. <laughs> birds all, aren't real. It's all a racket. Yeah. It's just a bunch of garbage and lies. People who believe in birds are conspiracy theorists. <laughs> That's oh, why gosh. the Illuminati made the eagle the symbol of the American country. Yeah. Thanks, Illuminati. Thanks, Illuminati, for your fake bird. <laughs> I mean, it does have the fake sounds, you know? Like, whenever you hear it in mm-hmm. any tor- sort of media, it's always like a red hawk or whatever, a red-tailed it's a, hawk. It's a red-tailed hawk. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think most birds are that sound. Think. They need to record new uh, stock sounds for birds. I love hearing the old stock sounds, though. Like when, I love <laughs> Wilhelm screams. They're my favorite thing in the whole so world. Much. And every time I see it in a serious movie made now, I just, like, start cackling. People are like, this is in a serious scene while I'm in a theater. And I'm like, Shh. No, one of your people made the Wilhelm scream. Right. It's not my fault that you use this stock sound. I can't take it seriously anymore. Right. Anyway. Anyway. Huge <laughs> Uh... So, he starts taking an interest in the field of medical electricity. And at the time, this is like front lines kind of studies, looking into how this like strange, mysterious, unknown force that mm-hmm. no one understands affects the human body. And it all right. starts with a frog. I think I've heard this before. The humble frog. Yeah. Luigi, the frog this. princess. Of Bel Air. <laughs> of Bel Air. <laughs> okay, so what does he do? Uh, have you heard of his experiments at all? I may have told you. I feel like more. I've heard of somebody messing around, like making frog legs jump <laughs> with electricity. Uh, yeah, I maybe have told you. Well, I don't know that you told me, but I've heard of it. It's, it's a popular story. Uh, and they sound a bit macabre. Okay. But Galvani's like, he's the cute, innocent, fun experiment guy before people start getting weird with it. Right. I know that there are, like, some, like, so like Russian Soviets who, like, do oh stuff like gosh. that. And they're, like, keeping dogs' heads alive without uh-huh. bodies. And it's just the worst uh-huh. thing I've ever seen yeah, in my life. I did. I actually watched the videos, like, ages it's ago. Horrifying. And researching this made me think of it. Yeah. So I, like, went down a small rabbit hole no. last night at, like, 2 in the morning, like... 
were they hoax? Were they real? Right. All the things. I'm like, they're just very distressing. Yeah. Regardless. Right. Even if they were fake, they're just horrible. Yeah. The videos might be fake, but the, the technology was... Uh, Not. They were doing terrible things to dogs. Right. Just the worst. Hooray. Uh, so the story goes, uh, one day, 1786, Galvani's researching a dissected frog in his laboratory. Um, as an electrical storm raged outside, big thunderstorm, uh, and much to his surprise, the frog's leg muscle uh, started twitching whenever mm-hmm. his scissors touched a nerve, and this made him ponder, hmm, hmm, what's the magic? And he wonders if maybe through the air, the lightnings, or it's some sort of Subtle magical influence. Oh gosh, not magical, but no. But <coughs> I mean, kind of at this time, science is still a little magical, it's kind especially of... electrical science. Yeah, that's that's like new. Yeah. Um. So like science for them is kind of like how like quantum is for us. Uh. Yeah. Like I'd say like quantum maybe like people are maybe a little bit less understood though. Sure. Uh, like, everyone in the 18th century is freaking obsessed with electricity. Right. They're leaning away from religion, like, just enough to start asking questions about, like, the origin Science. of life. And what is the essence of life? And why do living things live? And essentially, electricity is one of the possibilities. Right. Especially once people start um, connecting metal to dead things and they start jumping. Well, it's not, like, completely inaccurate. Mm-hmm. idea either so well, it's a it's a very accurate idea right it's just mm-hmm. it's more complicated than just electricity uh but but yeah they don't get it and they start poking around at this time mm-hmm. but anyway so he starts he starts getting thoughts in his brain and the same year uh this is like the famous one he's conducting another experiment with static electricity in his lab uh, involving rubbing frog skin against each other's okay. something. Uh, and he's skinning a frog at a table with an assistant. When the assistant touches the frog's exposed sciatic, sciatic nerve, passing through the lower part of the spine mm-hmm. and the frog's legs with a metal scalpel, uh, and the frog's legs kicked, and I saw sparks. Hmm. An immediate twitch made the frog's legs kick, ah. kick around like a little soccer boy. Little football boy, little depending football on boy. where you're listening from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he writes about this in his journal, and he says the it's it's kind of hilariously understated. Mm. Says uh, he was struck by the novelty of the phenomenon, which I think means that he freaked out and maybe fainted. How quaint! How quaint! Oh, how novel! Oh. And uh, immediately spoke to me about it, which I. Th- think translates to he ran over and started yelling ah! <laughs> what happened what is that <laughs> uh, but there was no like lightning storm this time so we're like where is it coming from what could be happening what's happening but Galvani's wife who he loved and who was uh-huh. very smart pointed out that they had an electrostatic generator turned on uh-huh. elsewhere in the lab so there might uh that be some electricity and affecting the air or just static electricity they were working on? Does electricity have something to do with life? What? Or biolocomotion? I hate to interrupt, but I assume that he is where we get galvanized from. He is. Okay. Just wanted and to double a check. galvanometer and... Never heard of that. Okay. Uh, 
Oh, they excels. Sure. And uh, other stuff. That has his name but, in it, yeah. But yeah. I appreciate, though, that he admitted that his wife was like, um, are you stupid? We have a generator, <laughs> don't you? Weren't you working with static? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> stupid. You do have some other Because <laughs> he could have been just like, and I figured out. Uh-huh. I remembered that we had a generator. Yeah, the, like, wife, no. the wife had to point out. My wife was like, um, dummy. I kind of love his wife. She uh, sounds great. Like, this is a whole new ground. The standing theory of the day since, like, Roman times, clearly, because the ancients knew everything. Always, yeah. We learned that last week. Uh, yeah, was a like balloonist theory. Okay. So like air or fluid would be pushed through the nerves, which are kind of like like tubes through the body. Okay. That would like be compressed or expand, and that would move the muscles. Mm. Which is almost kind of how some parts of the bodies work. <laughs> a little bit, maybe. Uh, but those are all like spongy tissue, right. and it's like. Blood moving around. See, whenever I hear about, like, what the previous theories were about how the body worked, it's so confusing <laughs> to try to, like, yeah. picture what they're saying. Like, that one, not as much, but lots of things. I'm always like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, when they're doing, like, oh, the four humors. I'm like, what? <laughs> Hogwarts houses. But, like, you have different fluids and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, why do you think that your bile controls you? Mm-hmm. It's definitely the bile. <laughs> it's gonna get you. <laughs> Uh, but this is huge. Galvani goes mm-hmm. a bit nuts. Of course. Uh, so along with the uh, Lavoisiers in France who work on chemistry, physics, mm-hmm. the Galvanis, Luigi and uh, uh, Lucia, his wife, mm-hmm. are like my, my, my second top favorite power couple of science mm. in the 18th century. Oh, that's very specific. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I have more than one which tells you about my priorities. Sure. Uh, so, as he explains later in one of his publications, he started fastening prepared frogs by brass hooks through their spinal cords to railings mm. hanging around his garden. That's creepy. <laughs> and he would uh, poke them into contractions, not only when lightning flashed, but even at times when the sky was quiet and serene. Just for fun, pokey, pokey, poke. <laughs> He was able to identify these effects by deliberately pressing the brass hooks to the spinal cord to the iron railing they were attached to. Mm. Uh, He obtained similar results indoors. Indoors! By placing the frog on an iron plate and pushing the brass hook against it. So you didn't need to line your uh, house outside (laughs) with frog corpses. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Like like a weird frog fairy light conga line of nonsense. But can you just imagine... The grace and patience of Mrs. Galvani. Seriously. In the light of this I behavior. Hope that they didn't have neighbors. <laughs> uh, I mean, neighbors aside, you just know he was inviting people back to see what he hey, was working on. Look at this. On. Check it out. Yeah. Look at my frogs. All my dead frogs. Come, come out back. I want to show you what I'm working on. And they're like, uh. And of course they entertained, and he would like make the frogs dance for his guests. It's like, look what I can make them do. It's so creepy. I'm a Luigi. I'm gonna make the frogs dance. I'm a Luigi. (laughs) I'm completely sure that he invited his buddies over. Oh, he had to. I say, Haley's allowed to do the joke voice because she's Italian. (laughs) Just enough. Just enough. And I love video games. (laughs) That's true. Anyway. Uh. Or just, like, you know, you have your coffee and your tea, 
And your host is like, I bet you're wondering about all these dead frogs Whoa, hanging everywhere. What? <laughs> like, I mean, a, li- a little bit, but... Not enough that I was going to bring it up. Didn't want to presume. <laughs> presume. <laughs> presume what? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, what are you implying? We don't know. Oh, gosh. And then he moves the experiments inside. There's no escaping it. I'm sure, he, but I'm sure at that point he must have had his like double, his double wife approval because like it's like you can do whatever you want in the garage out back, right? But in here, it's my house, right? I'm like poor Lucia, man. I <laughs> uh, must have loved each other a whole lot, right? She's like, Just, gosh, okay, there he I goes guess. with his frogs. <sighs> Don't anyway. put them on my counter. <laughs> They're everywhere. You never clean up after yourself. There's like little wires everywhere. These frogs <laughs> are just, there's so many frogs. Where are you getting all these frogs? It's like, I have my sources. I'm Luigi. Oh, gosh. It's getting worse every time. <laughs> it's getting. Uh, I'm going to start intentionally doing weird, bad accents now. So he learns all this. It's a big revelation. Europe's all a flutter. Like, maybe there's a there's the relationship between electricity and life, or at least... Shocking. Like, moving. Right. But it's big, because, you know, maybe people aren't filled with animal balloons that squeak and make them move around. What? Uh, Preposterous. I don't want to be clear. He died in, like, relative obscurity, uh, and some of his final important papers, like, weren't even, like, widely read or known Aww. about much. Right. Things really went downhill once Napoleon happened to him. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean... But in his heyday... You should have just surrendered. <laughs> you should have just let him do. Napoleon was real chill about it if you just said okay. He could He, he just was... left you there. You could have kept living. He was a man of principles and frogs. Yeah. Frog legs. Give me liberty hope, or give me frog I legs. I hope they say that when I die. She was a woman of principles and frog legs. <laughs> she died how she lived. Surrounded by frog legs. <laughs> Alone and surrounded by dead frogs. They probably just, oh, he probably just oozed him into a swamp somewhere. He would have. That's what he would have wanted. That's what he would have wanted. And he has no money for a funeral, so, so who cares? We're just putting him away. So who cares? So no one's Hate to see you go, you. but love to watch you leave. Anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> it's still, still, still very uh, like important. Europe's a buzz with excitement. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thought uh, animal electricity was like a fluid secreted okay, by the so brain. I hear Hannibal. What Hannibal electricity? Animal. I know you're saying animal. I hear Hannibal. Okay. Uh, so, Galvani's colleague, Alessandro Volta, Ooh, yeah. was one of his biggest supporters and also one of his biggest rivals. Excellent. He wrote that uh, Luigi's work uh, contained one of the most beautiful and most surprising discoveries. And he was one of the first researchers to repeat and check Galvani's work oh, wow. and help spread and popularize the finding. Nice. However, he disagreed with Galvani uh, with his explanation of the results. Okay. His conclusions. So he's, he's like, it works. Something is happening, but I think you came to the wrong conclusion. I think you don't know why it works. I think you maybe spent too long with your frog legs, friend. Oh, uh, that's mean. He's dead. 
He's dead. This is a cute idea, but... <laughs> he wasn't dead at that time. He oh, he dead. wasn't dead yet. No, okay. they were contemporaries. They were both alive. I thought okay. you were saying I was being me. No, I thought he was being me. I was like, he's dead. So he's dead, Haley. Leave, leave him alone. <laughs> leave the man alone. He's dead. Don't That's make fun so of funny. His, don't make fun of his frog legs. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead, Haley. <laughs> was, well, I knew it the whole time. He flees so out of nowhere. <laughs> Haley, he's dead. Oh. No. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take it back a notch, I guess. No. So Volta thought it was like an outside inorganic force. He is, thought, is Volta where we get volts from? Uh-huh. Okay. It's the name of volts and voltage. And Voltron. Uh, and Voltron. <laughs> Inside every Voltron is an Alessandro. He's he's in there. He, I mean, he, he is in there in a way, in spirit, which I'll explain soon. Oh. But he thought the phenomenon was to do with, like, the interaction between two different metals just being in a, a damp okay. location. And, like, that's what's creating the current, and the animal just happens to be in the way. Interesting. Uh, so it's just like the conduit. Sure. Basically, and it's just the conductors reacting to an external force, but there's no electricity in the animal. Life has nothing to do with electricity. Uh, and they're both a little, right? Sure. Uh, like, biological electricity has the same, like, theory as, like, batteries. Right. Uh, it all has to do with, like, electrochemical cells or biological cells. They are, like, vaguely similar. Mm. Um, but because they're so similar, you can duplicate the same findings with, um, like, very similar mechanics outside the body. Right. Uh, that's why you can make a battery with water and salt and metal, and you can also make a battery out of potatoes. I see. A potato battery. I love potato. Also, guess who invented the first battery? Uh... Volt? It was Volta. 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 A Volta. Stupid. I don't know. It's <laughs> don't call me stupid. Not you. I'm Us. dead. Uh, <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, but like Galvani didn't have the technology to measure all the currents and stuff because it's like so small. Mm. Uh, but he believed that like nerves were insulated by non-conductive coating, which does exist. We call it myelin or myelin sheaths. Okay. Heard it. Heard of it. Which is uh, discovered in 1854. Okay. And the electrical impulses traveled through them uh, to muscle cells via small holes. An idea that anticipated the structures that we now know today to be ion channels. Oh. Um, and ions, the concept, uh, coined by Michael Faraday in the 1830s, I think. Sure. So they're there. They're, like, so close. Mm. They're so close. And Galvani responds to Volta's hypothesis, and he conducts another set of experiments by just touching exposed nerves to muscles and nerves to other nerves. Like, all biology stuff, no scalpels or anything. And he's like, look, it still works. Uh, but that experiment, like, didn't quite convince Volta or the other followers. And then he was dead. Mm. And then he died. Tragedy. But they were very respectful in their rivalry. Uh, like nice. Volta actually coined the term galvanism. Oh. Uh, How nice. Yeah. And uh, galvanic cells are also called voltaic cells. Hmm. It's like, voltaic is maybe more appropriate because, like, he invented batteries. Right. Uh, but it's like the same 
idea for both of them. Oh, that's so nice. Like, they're sharing. Yeah. And Volta invented the battery because he was trying to disprove Galvan. He's like, I'll prove it's wrong. Here, I made a frog out of metal. See, now I know that it's, like, really stereotypical, but I really want to do Edison and Tesla now. Yes, do <laughs> for it. For our next one. Do it. Do Let's it. do some less friendly electrical boys. I know. Like, reading about this, I'm like, they're so nice. They're so nice. And I didn't expect... Because the other thing I've been researching is, again, the Bone Wars, which are wars, because they tried to, like, destroy each other's findings and humiliate each other at every turn. Right. Ah, let me see. Anyway. So, like, the first battery doesn't look like a battery like today. It's alternating stacks of different metals Mm -hmm. in, like, a column, and there's brine-soaked fabric or cardboard between each one, and you attach wires to both sides, and it creates a current. Okay. And they call it a voltaic pile. So that's why they call them piles. It gets worse. Okay. And I'm going to double back a bit. Uh, now and then, because one source I was reading immediately countered the voltaic pile with this tidbit that I didn't know. There's a guy called Carlo Matucci, I believe his name is. Matucci. Uh, who constructed a battery entirely out of biological material Ugh. in answer to Volta Ugh. in 1845. Uh, what material? Spoilers, it's not a potato. It's literally a chain of frogs. No. That's so weird. <laughs> Stop it. We got like another half hour to go of this. You are not going to make it. No. Uh, Wikipedia is, again, hilarious. Always. They're, they're so sassy. They're downright forlorn in its parentheticals describing frog batteries. Hmm. Uh, a frog battery is an electrochemical battery consisting of a number of dead frogs or sometimes live ones. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, Wikipedia. Froggy boys. The frog battery is an example of a class of biobatteries which can be made from any number of animals. Wait, hold on. I have to ask. So is Volta Italian? Uh, yes. Okay. I was just going to ask because I wanted to check whether he's Italian or French mm-hmm. because they're strong frog French connections and he's the only one not using frogs and not into it and I was like if he's French I would understand I'm pretty sure he's Italian uh Italian but I'm gonna check just double quick sure yeah Italian just double quick Alessandro Giuseppe Antonio Anastasio Volta yeah once I hear more names definitely hugely hugely Italian yes he isn't wearing a wig in most of his pictures, which I find interesting. Hmm. Um, anyway, so the frog battery is an example of a class of biobatteries, which can be made from any number of animals. The general term for an example of this kind of battery is a muscular pile. Ugh. It's so gross. <laughs> oh, we're just getting started. I love when my piles are muscular. Mm, muscular pile. Ugh. Just pile up all those muscles. And just make them work. Now you have a battery. (laughs) (laughs) And here's why I double back, because Carlo's muscular pile was just the first well-known frog battery. Why frogs? Um, I was reading a bit why frogs, um, and I forget most of the reasons why. I think it's because they conduct electricity well. Okay. 
Maybe it has to do with being amphibious. Maybe. And there's just extra extra water there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to skin them. I guess. They're just everywhere. I think because it's very obvious to see when they're twitching, too. That makes sense. Uh, so frogs are the animal du jour to mm-hmm. make batteries out of. Oh, great. Um, but frogs are not the only creature to be press-ganged into serving as battery components. No. <laughs> oh, no. Do I need to stop? I'm not going to stop, but do we need to stop? Uh, Matucci also created batteries out of other animals, including eel batteries, pigeon yeah. batteries, and rabbit batteries. Rabbits. Aww. Further, he created a battery out of living pigeons by connecting... No. <laughs> Tesla weeps. Oh gosh, he'd be so upset. He'd be so sad. He loves the pigeons so much. He loves and electricity. How could he do this? <laughs> he loves pigeons and electricity. <laughs> You're ruining his life. <laughs> oh god. Uh, but he stated that the design was based on pre-existing batteries of living frogs. Hmm. Um, but that was in what I say, 1845. Sure. Here's where the double back starts. In 1803, good like 40 years earlier. Right. Giovanni Aldini. You remember Giovanni? Mm-hmm. Demonstrated. He's, a dick. He's his nephew? He's the a-hole. Demonstrated that electricity could be obtained uh, from a fresh, freshly killed ox head. Ugh, no. A frog uh, galvanoscope connected between the ox's tongue and ear showed a reaction when the circuit was completed through uh, Giovanni's own body. Also, this was done in front of an audience. Of course. Who, I was picturing uh, it in front of an audience. Of course. Like, why would why you... Why else would he use his own body? <laughs> he has uh, he has graduated from, like, back garden parties to uh, open open audience participation viewings. Oh, gosh. But the, the ox head would, uh, like... Couldn't it just be a cool robot that plays chess? <laughs> it's got to be creepy... <laughs> Electric living decapitated uh, things. So horrible. We're not. We're not even halfway done. Mm. We're halfway there. Oh. Oh no. Electrocution on a prayer. Take my frog. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> uh, now on iTunes, Haley's new album. No. Let me see. So the eyes and the nose and the tongue would be like spasming, and it would look like it was alive again. No. Um, an even greater re- reaction was obtained when Giovanni joined two or three heads together into a battery. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, that's the double back. He was. The tiniest one was going to make me vomit. Louis, <laughs> Luigi's nephew. Was Giovanni, serial ox head, batterialist. <laughs> oh, gosh. Batterialist. No, batterialist. you have gone for like a joke about battery, you know, like as a crime, but no. Batterialist. No. I went the next step and made a whole new word. That was nice. Why can't you celebrate my victories? <laughs> you always take the bird's side. You're not even paying attention. I am lady. paying attention. She just turned her phone around and showed me the game that she had just won. You I was not. celebrating with you. <laughs> That's not celebration. I, I tried. Look at how little I'm paying attention. <laughs> okay. I can just leave. Uh, so, a little bit about the a-hole nephew Giovanni. Mm-hmm. 
so you know the phrase when all you have is a hammer everything starts to look like a nail yes well how do i put this can you imagine what everything starts to look like when you're a gentleman philosopher in 1803 and all you have is an electrified anal probe Ugh. no <laughs> something terrible is going on giovanni this is what I'm saying. Luigi is like the happy fun times guy. <laughs> I <It's>, like Volta. <laughs> he's not using animals. Nope. He's like, it's all metal. There's no electricity in people or frogs. You're all crazy. Also, I'm a count now. That's right. Of Monte Cristo. So, uh, he didn't stop at animals, obviously. Yeah. He also had a series of corpses. No. All of them human corpses. Of course. Uh, like, England in particular had passed, I forget what the law is called, like in the 1790s, that uh, criminals' bodies were free game for scientific experiments. What? That's terrible. They, they didn't have enough bodies, and also it was, like, considered an extra step of punishment. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. But Giovanni... Why are the English so mean? <laughs> they, were, they were salty after they lost the oh my gosh. Couple, couple things. Terrifying. Anyway. But uh, Giovanni, like, he didn't ignore Volta's findings, but he was thoroughly team animal electricity. Sure. Animal electricity. Mm-hmm. So he went on a tour circuit of Europe. Okay. Taking uh, his demonstrations of the medical benefits of electricity. Or not. Oh. Or not. Hmm. Do I have your attention? Yeah. Okay. So he travels all over Europe. Yep. Uh, publicly electrifying human and animal bodies. And his performances were extraordinarily theatrical. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a science circus. Uh, but the most famous one is in 1802 when Giovanni goes to London. Uh and he's been, like, electrifying, like, trunks of horses and sheep and cows and dogs mm-hmm. with high-powered batteries. Uh, so there's a guy who killed his daughter and wife called George Foster or George Forster. They're not. Foster sounds more like a murderer. It sounds more like a murderer, so we're going to go with Foster, <laughs> even though most of them are Forster. At the Newgate Prison in London... Uh, anatomical dissection was part of Forrester's death sentence. Mm. Uh, so they take his body after he's been hanged and they take him back to the uh, science arena, as I'm thinking of it as. Mm-hmm. And they start making little incisions all over him, sort of like a circuit board of people. And uh, just starts poking him in different places. No. Yeah, it says... Uh, on the first application of the process to the face, the jaws of the deceased criminal began to quiver. The adjoining muscles were horribly contorted, and one eye was actually opened. In the subsequent, subsequent, just just completely subsequent, subsequent part of the process. See, I'm paying attention. Mm-hmm. Just just enough to catch me when my tongue doesn't work. <laughs> uh, the limb started raising. Like, with such ferocity that the assistants couldn't hold it down anymore. Started doing the YMCA dance. (laughs) 
did you do this to me? It's my dead body. Why did you do this? It's not fun anymore. Second track on the album. Bam. Uh, touched it to the rectum. The whole body just went nuts. Oh, gosh. I don't think you could have stopped him. He's, He's so, so creepy. Such a weird, terrible man. Uh, according to newspapers reporting about it at the time, because this was like a huge phenomenon, people were of all course, about this. Yeah. Some of the spectators genuinely believed that the body was about to come to life, uh, and were were pretty awestruck when it didn't happen. Interesting. There's um, a a picture or like a an engraving of him doing one of these procedures, and. Like, the body's just, like, staring out, like, why are you doing this? And there's, like, a guy fainted in the corner, and someone else is like, oh, no! Like so, me. <laughs> that one's you. You were you were there. No! To his credit, Giovanni didn't uh, expect anything to come back to life. He never claimed that he was reanimating the dead. Sure, but I'm sure he didn't dispute that claim either because he wanted people to come. Sure, he kept his comments more, uh, like, smart-sounding. He said he was, like... In command of vital powers mm. and exerted a considerable power over the nervous and muscular systems. He noted that nothing could be done with the heart. The heart is completely useless. <laughs> Always. Just just the worst. We learned that from um, from the Egyptians. Hearts are garbage. They're, Throw them away. Just get it out you of there. You don't need them. According to a 1815 publication of the criminal recorder, uh, a Mr. Pass, the beetle of the surgeon's company, who was officially present during the experiment, was so alarmed that he died of fright soon after he returned home. What? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Or, as it says, uh, just quoting it, was so alarmed that he died soon after his return home of the fright. The fright. I hate when the fright gets me. The fright got him. He was shook. Hashtag shook. I see. No, hashtag, that makes sense. Hashtag rip Mr. Pass. He, uh, Giovanni was also the, among the first to treat mentally ill patients with shocks to the brain. Oh, no. Uh, not that guy. Not anal probe guy. <laughs> not anal probe, man. No. Not him. <laughs> Never get, I was going to say that. Get him out of there. Don't let him touch your brain. And he reported, or your butt. <laughs> he reported complete electrical cures. For a number of his patients. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I believe him. Uh, no. Did Six. they die? Um, Did they lose all of their memories? Is that a cure? I mean, I guess then it's not affecting you anymore. They're uh, they're stable now. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be stable forever. It's nice. The Times in London was uh, also impressed and were a bit more conservative with their reaction. Mm. They said... Uh, in cases of drowning or suffocation, it promises to be one of the utmost use by reviving the action of the lungs, okay. and thereby rekindling the expiring spark of vitality. Ooh. And then they also mentioned his use of galvanism on several cases of insanity with complete success. Complete it's the opinion. It is the opinion of the first medical man that this discovery, if rightly managed and duly prosecuted. Uh, cannot fail to be of unforeseen utility. Hmm. So even the layman of the times can imagine uh, the idea of, like, a defibrillator. Right, of course. And electroshock therapy. One of them is a good thing. Mm -hmm. One of them is not. 
Guess which one they invented first. Uh, I mean, it depends. It can be useful, <coughs> electroshock, if like that's your only option. But that's how it is now. Like, mm-hmm. if they, if we did it now, it's last resort. We've tried everything; nothing works. It was not the last resort. No, first resort. Or maybe they thought it was the last resort, but they weren't trying. Yeah, they didn't have the medication we do. Uh, but those reactions, that was like the most nuanced, thoughtful response. Right. Uh, like, the average person was, it was already like an uneasy relationship with like the mystery of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was completely possible for them that electricity might like just start bringing people back to life. Like, there were other people that were doing experiments, uh, like in colleges in Scotland. We're like, I almost brought a dead body back to life because I electrocuted it in the basement. Well, and when does um, when does Frankenstein come out? I was just about to talk about that. There you go. Oh, look. Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lexus is so smart. I read Frankenstein when I was in college. Oh, my gosh. I, I read know this. what it's all about. I read this book. Victor Frankenstein is the most annoying man in the history of time. He's so annoying, but he's so hot. He's not hot. He's, he's super annoying. He's super hot, He's though. so irritating. Uh, but, yeah, if you are, say, the founding author of a new genre of writing, mm-hmm. and that genre is science fiction... And you're writing it in the early 19th century, and your mechanic of choice, uh, I mean, it's probably going to be electricity. Right. You've definitely heard about Luigi Galvani. You've absolutely heard about Giovanni and his terribleness. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> because, I mean, Luigi filled his back garden with dead frogs and made him dance right. for his guests. What kind of world are you actually living in? But well, Mary Shelley was more aware of this than most people at the time, I think. Yeah. Um, just because... Uh, Humphrey Davy and William Nicholson, who were like two of the era's leading electrical researchers, were mm-hmm. friends with her father. Gotcha. Uh, and Davy used the voltaic pile to isolate the chemical elements of sodium, potassium, calcium, boron, barium, strontium, and magnesium. Nice. So he's like, he's doing okay. Yeah. He's doing like fairly well. <clears throat> so that's how Galvani's influence lives on. Not only in the discoveries of his work, Inspiring things like Volta's batteries and, you know, right. the entire modern world in a way. And bioelectricity and Frankenstein and science. Mm-hmm. But you know what else it's inspired and it's based on? What? The dancing zombie squid dish. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You thought I'd forgotten about the squid, man? I didn't think you'd forgotten. <laughs> I never forget. So if you haven't seen it, there's uh, a Japanese seafood dish. We'll post a video of it. Yeah, we'll definitely post a video. Haley will post a video of it. It's amazing. I love it. I showed it to Alexis the other day, uh, and it got me thinking about uh, Galvani. I'm like, I have to do it. Mm -hmm. It's a good choice. Yeah, I can tell you've been laughing so hard. And vomiting. I've been enjoying it. No, I've just been going, no, no, no. Uh, so it's the, it's the exact same concept. So all cells are polarized. Mm-hmm. Concentration of charged atoms called ions. Uh, the fluid inside them is different from the fluid outside. It's the movements of various ions like potassium and sodium that creates the difference in charge or voltage cross, hey. cross the membrane sufficient to generate action potentials or like membrane potentials. 
Uh, so what happens, like, if you poured water on it, it wouldn't work. If you had a not freshly dead animal, it wouldn't work. Because mm-hmm. they're so fresh that the tissue's still alive. Right. Technically. Uh, so you add just, you pile on a bunch of sodium and all pile of the cells. On. You pile them on, muscle pile. <laughs> Gross. Uh, so even though there's no brain function, the tissue does respond to stimuli. At least we have a, a title for this one. What? <laughs> muscle pile. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that or electrically charged anal probe, but I think muscle <laughs> pile makes more sense. I think the other one's going to get more clicks. Yeah, well... Yeah, well, I'm not stooping that low yet. Um, or shook, wake me up inside. The frog's in another castle. A Luigi, my nephew's an a hole. <laughs> Don't let him have the probe. He's Don't gonna, let him have the frogs. He's gonna go nuts. Uh, it's gonna be the worst thing ever. <laughs> One day they're gonna make a squid dish and it's gonna dance right out to the Ebola. Ebola? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Dance right out of Ebola. Dance right out of the Ebola. That's nice. Well, that's what I got. Okay. I I like the idea that um if if he's like, you know, if there's like heaven and he can see down to earth that he's seen like this squid dish happen and he's just fantastically pleased. My baby. Like, he's like like, I even came up with this. Or look li- how cool it is. What if he just smacks himself on the forehead like, and then you eat it. Oh, I could have been doing that with the frogs. Brilliant. Oh, they're so smart. <laughs> oh, I would have been so much more famous. <laughs> I could have been on the internet if I, I was in the right era. <laughs> I could have been on the interwebs. You are, babe. You are. Oh, you are. You're you're right now. Just not the same way. And we love you way more than your your terrible, terrible nephew. Yeah, he's the worst. It's like, make me look at the bits and dance. Don't call them bits. Don't call them bits. Don't call them bits. (laughs) I think you're real making bits. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I like Volta. I know he was, like, wrong, but I like him. I mean, he wasn't, uh, like, like I said, they're both kind of right. Right. Uh, I think he was, like, mostly against uh, Galvani's idea that it had to do with, like, a, it was a fluid. It was, like, okay. an electricity fluid. Sure. Which was kind of right, but mm-hmm. it sounds terrible. Yeah. No one needs electrical fluid. Right. The study of Galvanic effects in biology is called electrophysiology. Ooh. Uh if you want to sound smart, say electrophysiology, because I guess the term uh, galvanism is a bit archaic. Yeah. You just kind of use it when you're talking about history. Right. That's why I've heard it. Mm-hmm. I have, like, a whole list or of... Or, like, galvanized metal. Yeah, or, like, uh, in more, like, casual discussion, you're galvanized if you're, like, shocked into action. Right. <gasps> My leg, it just keeps jumping. And I must do something about it. Before someone eats me. Hmm. Is my leg dead? No, it's alive. I'm sharks. Just, I'm galvanized. <laughs> Did you say sharks? Yeah. Before someone eats me, <laughs> okay. my leg's freaking out. Sharks. <laughs> so you can tell if it was a, a an accent of shocks or not. Shocks. Sharks. <laughs> can't tell. Not mm. sure if sharks or shocks. That's the fun of that accent. Shocks. Shocks. The hard R is a menace. 
to, we were just talking about this earlier, yeah. the whole world. They're like, why is English so hard? And I'm like, it's that hard R, babe. Mm. I mean, there's other reasons, but. Because it's help. a mishmash and it steals everything. Oh, man. Just cram in every word we can. So they have to keep adding rules and it's the worst. And they're like, wait a minute, but if it's after C, unless it says A, but except for in the word weird. Uh, uh, why do we have so many loan words? This is the worst. Who let this happen? Who let the loan words in? Who, who, who? Track number three. <laughs> tree. 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 Tree fitty. All right. Are we done? I think so. All right. Do you want to send us away into the deep dark? Come sail away. Come sail away into the deep dark. Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I mean, you can sing it if you want. I hope. No. I'll no. Bad. I hope you learned things about electrical animal animation, because I did. Maybe not things I wanted to learn, <laughs> but now I know. There's like a, a dark, dark light in Alexis's eyes. <laughs> it's like I know things now. Uh, I've seen things that in I my can't unknow. Um, we have a Facebook page that you can like, and you'll get updates on when our episodes go up. And also, you can see this video we're gonna post. That's an octopus dancing. That's dead, but it looks alive, which would have made these boys real happy. You really, really want to watch it, because, like, it jerks so much that it flops out of the bowl, and the person videotaping has to, like, gently pat it back in. Um, No, no, I'm going to eat you. So you can find us on Facebook at Hysterical History. Uh, We also have a website, hystericalhistory.simplecast.fm, where we upload our episodes, which are also found on iTunes and Google Play, uh, if you prefer that method. We have an email, hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com, where we'd love to hear about animals that you've animated or... um, With your dark magics. (laughs) Or topics you'd like us to talk about, or just any opinions or comments or concerns you have. We do not condone animal violence. No, it's the worst. That's why Giovanni's the worst. Um, Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, that's basically it, is the thing. That's basically it. Yeah. Like all. batteries and uh, jumping frog leg gardens. Right. I want to have that garden party. I'm sure you do. Wouldn't that be great, though? Like, if you put no. the frog leg... <laughs> Go ahead. Hear me out. Go ahead. Hear me out. Uh-huh. What if you put the frog legs around on a string... And you learn about science, and you can just, like, reach out like a shark and just, like, eat the frog legs out of the air. What if you just made paper frog legs, and you serve frog legs, and they don't have to be animal carcass parts hanging in your backyard? Because then you don't get to reach up and eat them like jaws. Do you need to? I mean, you don't... Who needs to do it? anything? <laughs> uh, it's just fun. There's plenty of things you need to do, but uh, sure. <laughs> you don't need to do garden parties, but if you're going to do one, do it like the Italians do and put frog legs. Thanks for joining us. You'll hear us next time. Over the place. Bye. 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 <laughs>